Views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by, powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Oh, my gosh. You could hear and hear my voice cracking. I want to welcome you guys to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. That's what happens when you eat that extra piece of pumpkin pie, or that's what happens when you're having that extra something or other, that brownie, whatever it is that's floating around the table, the sugar gets to you. But I'll tell you, everybody, I'm a lot sweeter today. Just for all of you guys, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. Mr. Benny, how was your holiday? It was very well, and uh, we ate a lot of good stuff. Appreciate you asking. And how about football? Oh, I'm even super excited over that one. (laughs) I'm trying to hold myself. I'm containing myself back here. You don't even understand. No, I do understand. I get it. I get it. But I wish I could say the same for the Seahawks. I'm not sure what happened uh, there that's yesterday. Just a, uh, yeah, like I said, I've been saying it for the last couple of weeks now. They just can't do it on the road. They need to. They need to find a new method, new uh, new strategies or something. Can't do it on the road. You know. You know what? They need to take me on the road because I will help them on the road. Done. Yeah, yeah, we we can help them get over that. You had a great holiday, and how were the boys? I did. They did well, and uh, they loved it. Every little bite of it. <laughs> well, we've got a great show for those of you out there. Mr. Benny, I would love to pick a card and kick this week off as Mercury decides to go straight. Let's let's go ahead and pick our prosperity card. Now, here's Dr. Pat's prosperity message of the day. Woo-hoo! Wow, this is a great card for today. Uh, Prosperity law number six, time presents me with the perfect answers. Time presents me with the perfect answers. Time is the substance with which you sculpt your life. Be secure in the knowledge that when the time is right, you will see your dreams come true. The universe is rearranging itself for you right now. Boy, I'll tell you, this is a great Great, great card. You know, for some of us, uh, Benny, it's a it's a tough time. The holidays, and you know, we heard this last week with some of our, our listeners who have parents that have passed away recently, relationships that have ended. You know, so much that has happened in one's life. You know, how do you deal with? How do you work through the holidays? How do you get beyond what we call those holiday blues? Well, there's someone that we brought on the show today to help with that. Someone that's going to help all of us understand how to beat the holiday blues. 
with my very special guest, my very special guest, grief coach, Aurora Winter, joining me here today. And the reason that this is so important is it doesn't matter if you've been laid off from a job, if you're divorced, if you're discouraged. How do you turn your lemons into lemonade? How do you go from heartbreak to happiness? It is possible. And what does this amazing author, and today her book, you you folks are going to get a really, really cool preview from Heartbreak to Happiness. This is an intimate diary of healing. There is so much in this book that I hope we get to share with all of you, so much that all of us have gone through in our lives. You know, something, as she says in this book, something inside me is dead. When you feel like that, what do you do with that? How do you become that joy, that amazement that you know is deep inside of you? And so today we get to have this conversation, someone that has been on ABC, NBC, Oprah Radio, and more, most sought-after coach, trainer, speaker, and author joining us here today. And we'll find out why healing and grief has been the essence of her passion and her purpose in life. Thank you, Aurora, for joining us here today. Welcome to the show. You know, how to beat the holiday blues, I think it's such an important topic. The holidays can be so hard for people who are dealing with a death, a divorce, a breakup, a bankruptcy, a job loss, a special needs child, whatever the case may be. You know, pain is caused by the gap between reality and expectation. And I can't think of a time where our expectations are higher than at the holiday season. So if we're dealing with pain, we're dealing with the death of a loved one, the death of a friend, any of these kinds of heartbreaks, it can be a really challenging time of year, which is why I'm so glad to be here and and help your listeners, Pat. And, you know, we're actually going to be giving away a copy uh, of your book today. Uh, and we have a special announcement on some of the videos that you're also going to be gifting. Uh, you know, I want to thank you so much for taking this message out into the world. Uh, let me ask you this question, because there are folks that are tuning into the show that may not know why this has become your life's purpose and passion. Yeah. Tell us a little well, bit about uh, your own personal journey. Yeah, I came to be so fascinated with uh, with happiness and how can we reclaim happiness and how can we recover from grief more quickly. I came through that through my own personal experience. I, I thought my life was just about perfect. I had uh, built a multi-million dollar business with my husband. We had a beautiful four-year-old son. We had just met Mel Gibson and Goldie Hawn, and I had launched my career as a screenwriter and was making, you know, a movie, being paid real money to write the script. And we were building our dream home on the lake. Life was good, and I thought about to get even better. And then my uh, 33-year-old husband died suddenly, and he was my best friend, my business partner, and the father of our four-year-old. So in that one night, as you can probably imagine, Pat, my entire life shattered and turned upside down, and I felt like Humpty Dumpty. I felt like I'd fallen off the wall. My life had smashed into a thousand pieces, and I didn't know how to put the pieces back together again. That was 20 years ago. So I've spent the last two decades studying happiness, studying grief recovery, and it's now my life's purpose to help people go from heartbreak to happiness more quickly and to also train a team of coaches at the Grief Coach Academy to do the same. Does that make sense? You know what? I'll tell you what it makes for me. It makes 
a beautiful, beautiful gift that you share with the world. Because here's here's what this is. You know, some of us get to, to do a show that's, you know, like I get to do. Um, others like yourself, you get to take a very powerful message out into the world that deals with what we know is grief. Let's take a moment and talk about grief before we get into in, into the book. Yeah. Uh, you know, grief is a word that we hear a lot about, but unless you've experienced it, you don't really get it, do you? Yeah, you don't really get it. I had never experienced such intense emotions as when my husband died. I really thought, is this normal or should I just shoot myself out and get it over with? Because it was so intense, so excruciatingly painful. And what I've been stunned to learn in my studies about grief and grief recovery is that, you know, on average, it takes people in North America five to eight years to heal from a devastating emotional blow. That's according to extensive research done by Dr. Edward Diner. Five to eight years is just too long. And part of the reason why it typically takes people so long is they believe a whole bunch of myths about grief. It's not their yes. fault that it takes a while to get through grief. People haven't been taught how to accelerate, accelerate the process. And also we haven't in North America, we haven't befriended, you know, the down cycle of life. You know, you can't have a roller coaster of life where it's steadily up, 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 you know, straight to the moon. Life is like a roller coaster. It's got highs and lows. And when we can make peace with the lows, then we can really savor the highs. And in fact, you know, what if every feeling fully felt, in other words, not resisted, not pushed away, actually can turn into peace or can turn into love or can turn into wisdom. You know, my experience is when we're grieving, it's like we're holding a beach ball underneath the water and we're spending so much effort resisting our feelings, resisting our tears, resisting our pain. But if we just made peace with it and allowed that beach ball to bounce up to the surface and let it be and allowed ourselves to express our feelings and get support with a grief coach or whatever the case may be, we would be through it much more quickly than we typically are with that horrendous five to eight years, which is way too long. Well, you know, one of the things I want to talk about, I want to talk about what some of the myths are relationship mm-hmm. to this. And also I want to talk about, you know, how do you have this conversation with people? And and what does it mean? What are I love what you talk about uh, in, in, in taking this message out there. You know, what happens when you're crying every day and you're just not, you just don't know when it's going to come on? What does yeah. that mean? And then what happens when you break up with yourself? We're going to take a short break, everyone, when we come back. Oh, my gosh, this is an incredible book, The Heartbreak, to, uh, From Heartbreak to Happiness. This is an intimate diary of healing. It is powerful. It is profound. And it is absolutely put in a context that many people do not want to talk about, but yet is so important. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Preceding audio was via a Skype call. Some talk networks broadcast whatever they want to, whether the vibration is high or low. Others tune in to the highest vibration possible to help people live life full out. 
these networks don't come along very often. But when they do, they remind us that we can achieve everything that is possible to help ourselves, to help others, and to help the planet. Hello everyone, I'm Sue London. I'm Karen Hager. I'm CJ Liu. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. These networks aren't concerned about sensationalizing bad news. They hear something on the radio and then all of a sudden their whole day is ruined. They aren't concerned about sensationalizing individuals' setbacks. Powerful, inspiring. They focus on an amazing, innovative broadcast network. You can learn a lot. That helps people rise up that helps people become empowered. Empowered Living Radio is where you can find it. That helps people say yes to standing in the abundance and amazement that is their lives. The urge to grow. These networks remind us that everything is possible. Let us inspire you. That nothing is limited. Epic social change. That our lives are much more than anything our minds would hope us to believe. Overcome those challenges in your life. These networks help us rise and shine to the occasion of our lives. True empowerment. Transformation Talk Radio is one of these networks. Transformative radio show that will change your life. Won't you join us? Join us on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you overwhelmed by fear and anxiety? Does insecurity interfere with your daily life? Dr. Schaub's new book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, can help you to finally break through these challenging emotions. Dr. Bernie Siegel raves, this book can help you to abandon your past and achieve your potential. Dr. Christine Northup writes, The Fear and Anxiety Solution is beautifully written and loaded with the truth that can free you from the adverse effects of fear and anxiety. Visit thefearandanxietysolution.com and get your copy now. The following audio is via a Skype call. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. We're going to be giving away a copy of the book in a minute. From Heartbreak to Happiness, An Intimate Diary of Healing. And, you know, you're hearing this from someone that knows firsthand what this is about. My very special guest today, Aurora Winter, joining me here today. And we're going to make sure that you guys out there have a way to get to the website. And one of the things I want you, you all to do is check it out. Go to uh, griefcoachacademy.com. Did I get that right? Am I sending folks to the, Absolutely. To the right website? Absolutely, griefcoachacademy.com. They can actually get some videos that will help them help themselves and help others. And they can get the ebook version of From Heartbreak to Happiness as well online at griefcoachacademy.com. Um, so there's some free resources to help people. But what I'd love to just share a little bit are some of the sure. myths that keep people stuck in grief. Yeah. You know, that statistic that people stay stuck in grief typically five yep. to eight years, according to Time magazine. And I think the reason is partly these myths that we believe. And uh, one of the myths that people believe is it's my fault. You know, in other words, if only X, then Y wouldn't have happened. 
And I experienced that. Like, my husband died suddenly at the age of 33. He was healthy. He was strong. He, it, he seemed like there was no reason for him to die. And then he mm-hmm. died. And mm-hmm. he died beside me. So I, I crucified myself for years. You know, if only I'd known CPR, if only we hadn't moved the day before he died, if only, if only, if only, and those if onlys keep you stuck in grief, because guilt is an even stickier and ickier emotion than than grief, if you like, it's even a lower vibration, and I thought, you know, lots of reasons I didn't share my feelings is I really blamed myself, I think uh, I was shocked to discover later, because now I've trained many grief coaches and coached many people through grief, initially I was surprised to find that almost without exception, every grieving person blamed themselves. And so they went from the low vibration of grief to even a lower, ickier, stickier place of guilt. And that can keep you stuck for years. And I want the listeners to really understand that whatever has happened to you, whether it's a death, a divorce, a breakup, a job loss, you know, a special needs child or your parents, uh, you know, got Alzheimer's or whatever it is, your mind is going to stick to some reason why it's your fault. And the reason we do that is because it's almost unbearable to consider the fact that we're not the center of the universe and that there's chaos out there and things just happen. I think there was some survival benefit to going, oh, somebody died just after eating a yellow mushroom. Don't eat yellow mushrooms. They might kill you in the forest. But now in our modern society, it's not helpful for us to stick to blaming ourselves for whatever happened. If you made a mistake, make amends, but move on. And, and that's one of the things that keep people stuck in grief is the myth, it's my fault. Can you connect with that, Dr. Pat? Absolutely. I mean, and I want to talk about this for a minute because this is so important here that we don't even know that we're in that place. And what I mean by it is, you know, there's some things that we do in life, right, that are so you get you're doing them. For example, if you decide to be a downhill skier, right, you put on those skis and you are like downhill skiing Mm -hmm. and you know it. That's not what I think we're talking about. Guilt is so insidious. It is seductive, and it creeps in there, and we don't even know it's going on. I think that's really the you know a, a large part of what you're saying. Absolutely it's such right. an awful yeah. I mean, we don't even think because we are have been so trained to own part of it. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm seven year old. My mother died. I'm in Catholic boarding school. And for some reason, how did I think that was my fault? What was it? (laughs) Did I not pray enough for her? Exactly. Well, look at children. I mean, children always, almost always blame themselves for a divorce. But they're innocent. Mm -hmm. But they do blame themselves. Talk to any psychologist. It sticks to them. They have a, a, a real weight or they crucify themselves thinking it's their fault. But aren't we all just little children inside? And so this yes. tendency to blame ourselves is everywhere. It's universal. And so I just allow people to just know that it's not personal. It's just a natural human tendency to blame yourself. Another how, how did that, that show up for you in, in your own life? Oh, oh, my how God. How did that show up for you? Oh, it showed up horrifically for me. Honestly, I crucified myself for about a decade. My husband died of cardiac arrhythmia, which is sudden infant crib death. So we moved one day, and then at 4.30 a.m., you know, less than 24 hours after we moved, he died. So, he, he, you know, a big gasp woke, woke me up, which later I was told was the death rattle, but I didn't know that at that time. And I, you know, he was dying in front of me. 
And, you know, the phone wasn't connected because we just moved. I tried CPR, but I didn't save him. And then, oh, wow. you know, you know, so I ran out the door and pounded on the nearest neighbor's home. And having no idea who they were, we just moved. And guess what? It was an intern who lived there. And so the intern and four of his guy friends came over and they gave CPR. And, you know, how, how much more supported by the universe could I be? But I, that's not how I felt about it. I thought, if only I'd known CPR, if only I had connected the phone, if only we'd hired a mover, you know, so he wasn't maybe too tired, if only I'd been a better wife. It, you know, it, I had a myriad of reasons why it was my fault. And so I, I, you know, I really stayed stuck in grief a long time because of because of that myth. So, mm-hmm. and if people want to read about my agonizing journey, you know, from heartbreak to happiness, they can read the book from heartbreak to happiness, my intimate diary of healing. People say, why did you allow your diary to be published? Because I want people to know it's okay. If I can go from heartbreak to happiness, you can too. Absolutely. This is why I'm talking with you about this, and I and this is why I'm so honored that you've done this. Because we have to get grief out of the closet. It's killing us. I mean, if you just were to look at all of the people worldwide now, but let's just stay in North America for a moment. If you just take a look at everyone in the past four years that has lost a job or a home, you know, in our society, don't you agree, we don't even consider that you know, a loss. We just think we should suck this up and just move on. But my gosh, I was homeless at 17. I know what it's like to lose a home. What do you say to folks like that? What is the myth around that? Oh, absolutely right. In fact, I even want to demystify the word grief because we (laughs) we think, oh, okay, if somebody dies, like people gave me a lot of... um, comfort and, and, and hugs and support because my husband died. People get it that that's grief. But the honest truth is it also takes five to eight years for people to recover from losing their career, the same amount of time as losing a spouse. And so other things take a long time to bounce back from, too, especially if you believe these myths and especially if you don't get the support of a trained grief coach. If you do get support, it can go much quicker. But, um, yes. Losing a house, losing a job, being in foreclosure, any gap. But grief is basically the loss of hopes and dreams. Mm-hmm. So you grieve mm. when something dies. In a divorce, mm. something dies. Your relationship dies, that form of it dies anyway, and your hopes and dreams for the future die. My mother was going through a divorce at the same time as my husband died. You know, my husband and I had been together for 10 years. She was facing the end of a 37-year marriage. My dad cheated. He had an affair. He married that woman. She's 20 years younger. The classic, typical thing. But people understood that I was grieving, and they didn't understand that she was grieving. Her grief actually, if anything, was deeper than mine. Because after 37 years of marriage, there was a big gap between, you know, reality and expectation for her that had been set up for, like, you know, her whole adult life, almost 40 years. And so I totally agree with you, Dr. Pat. We need to understand that grief comes in all different sizes and flavors. And we need to also stop the believing, oh, I just need to soldier on. Instead, we need to give ourselves space to support. If you got a broken arm, would you just say, I just need to soldier on? No, you would get support. And it's the same with a broken heart. Go to a professional, get support. You'll work through it much more quickly, and it'll, it'll heal straight instead of healing, you know, damaged. 
Well, let's talk about how we react to someone else's grief, uh, along with some of the myths. I mean, I don't know about you, but, you know, folks would say to me, oh, my God, you know, you ought to be really glad you're not working here anymore. Really? I was six months away from a pension. And, uh-huh. you know, I'm, I, I'm, I now have a different perspective on it. But, you know, here I am, six months away from a, a pension. I work for the company that I thought was my life. You know, so what are some of the flubs we make when we're chatting with folks? Yeah, well, let's talk about the, if I may offer what's helpful first, or do you want me to go first with the flubs? I can go first. Your show, go for it, whichever one you want to talk about. (laughs) Your show. I can be a contribution. So let me first give you helpful uh, guidelines, three steps to having that initial conversation with somebody who's heartbroken or grieving from any kind of major loss, and then we'll share some of the best and worst things to say. Okay. So what you want to do when somebody is dealing with any enormous change or loss or grief is the first step you want to acknowledge. You know, ignoring the elephant in the room does not make it go away. In fact, in my experience, makes it get bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, my son was only four when his father died, and he literally, when he went to his friend's home, he would, at the threshold, say, my dad is dead. He needed his little four- or five-year-old friend to say, oh, And then that was good enough. He could go in the house and go off and play Lego or what have you. I think we can all learn from that innocent directness of children. It honors Mm -hmm. who we are and our heart and on our journey if people just acknowledge the loss. That's huge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The second step, and there is an order here, the second step is to listen without fixing. You know, like when people told you after you lost your job and you were six months away from a retirement, oh, you should be glad you're not working here, what are they trying to do? They're trying to fix the situation. But what, how that lands is it ends up minimizing or dismissing the person's actual experience. And it's much more helpful to just listen, to say, well, how are you feeling? How are you doing? How can I support you? Than to project your opinion, uh, which does not actually make the person feel better. It makes them feel worse and not want to talk to you either. So listening without fixing is a huge and enormous gift. It's almost like people who are are grieving or heartbroken, it's like they've got all these thoughts spinning in their mind, like all the shoulda, coulda, wouldas about the past, all the fear and anxiety about the future. There's only like 20% of them right here, right now, which is why heartbroken and grieving people tend to have car accidents or they tend to be absent-minded and they can, you know, bump the walls or do other uh, things that they wouldn't normally do. And so it's almost like clothes spinning in the dryer, but if you wow. turn the heat, the heat on in the dryer, the clothes will get dry. So when you listen without fixing, with a caring and open heart, it's like turning the heat on in the dryer. You help the person sort out their own thoughts and feelings by adding your support, which is like heat in a dryer. And also, they then have to get one coherent sentence out after another, so it slows the process down. They can hear themselves think, and they can sort it out. Does that make sense, Dr. Pat? It does make sense. What I want to do is I want to take a short break. When we come back, you know, I want to talk about those best and worst things. It does make sense. I mean, you know, what you are doing in redefining, you know, grief and bringing it, you know, to the point that we're at now, you know, in contemporary times, I think it's so, so important for people. I mean, the idea of grief and stress and emotions and and, and so many things going on right now, we just don't have a place for those to fall so that people get the help they need. 
Very few folks are out there other than you and your coaches are talking to folks about what it really does mean to lose a home. But let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll be talking. First of all, we'll give away a copy of the book. And then we'll be talking about what are the best and worst things to say to folks. You know, what do you say when your friend says to you, you know what? The good news is things happen for a reason. Wow. Wow, that is a tough thing to say. That is an owie. Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. Change your coffee experience forever with Kamano Island Coffee Roaster. Fair trade, certified organic, shade-grown delicious coffee. The Kamano Island Coffee Roasters are giving back. Receive a free pound of the most popular single origin coffee, Papua New Guinea, to the first 250 callers. The number is toll-free, 855-438-8671. Just pay $8.95 shipping and handling, and you can try triple certified coffee for yourself. The number is toll-free, 855-438-8671. This is a free pound of coffee that retails at $16.95. Once you've tried this coffee, you will automatically be enrolled in the Coffee Lovers Club for free and will always receive free shipping and nearly 30% off retail of your coffee orders. This coffee is going to knock your socks off. That number again is 855-GET-TOP-1. We say top one because this coffee is the top 1% grade. That's 855-438-8671. Ladies, are you living an inspired life? Do you yearn for a more passionate, dream-filled life? Here's Linda Joy, founder of Aspire Magazine, and she has a gift for you. Aspire has launched its Mission to Inspire initiative with a commitment to give away 100,000 one-year digital subscriptions to women around the globe. Every subscription comes with a multitude of free gifts from our team inspiration partners. To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary and live an inspired life. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Tune in each week on TransformationTalkRadio.com, Wednesday at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern Time, and express and experience the infinite possibilities waiting in each and every moment as you listen to From the Heart with Elizabeth Cookson. Get ready for a packed hour of laughter, tears, and a soul full of emotions as Elizabeth raises your vibration and shifts your spirit. For more information about Elizabeth and to schedule a session, visit ElizabethCookson.com. The hit radio show Authenticity Rising with Christine and Sabrina is energizing people everywhere to rise to the occasion of their lives. Do you feel overwhelmed by all the information out there that's designed to improve your life? Do you feel that you're destined to become more? Are you sometimes afraid to fully express who you are? Let Authenticity Rising with Christine and Sabrina help you to step into true empowerment, leading you to greater joy, ease, and abundance. Co-hosts Christine Upchurch and Sabrina Fritz in invite you to join them every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio and rise to the occasion of your life.
The following audio is via a Skype call. Everybody, welcome back to the show. I can't say enough about this book, um, Aurora Winter's book, and what this is, uh, From Heartbreak to Happiness. I cannot say enough about this. Uh, it is an intimate diary of healing. And as a matter of fact, um, you know, we're going to give a copy of this away right now. And the reason I can't say enough about it is for any of us that have been through loss, And, you know, I'm not even going to define what that is, because I think it's subjective. And, and Aurora, I think you can talk to this as well. Uh, This book is incredible. If you are, are, are worried about the fact that you might feel depressed, there's a very good reason. I want to give you a copy of this book for a lot of reasons. And if you don't have a copy and you don't receive the giveaway today, there are videos on the website, and this is a book that you're going to want to read. For those of you out there, I would love to give a copy away to the first caller out there. Um, So go ahead and give us a shout at our toll-free number, 1-800-930-2819. Wayne Dyer wrote something in the book here. He said, "I I read every page of this beautiful diary. It touched my heart, and I know it will impact yours. I have done the same. And there are some pages in the book that I have flagged and, and, and have held on to. Aurora, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you for doing what you do. Oh, it's great to be on the show with you, Dr. Pat, and, and thank you for getting the word out. I think so many people suffer from grief for years, and I'm all about helping them recover much more quickly. I am, too. And I want Mm -hmm. to talk about a couple things. First, let's talk about the best and worst. And then let's talk about some of the myths that have been created in the world of psychology, the world I come from, Mm -hmm. uh, that we need to set the record straight. Okay, best and worst. Before the break, Some of the worst things to say, well, like you said, your friend who said everything happens for a reason. That's (laughs) not helpful. It just takes time. Not helpful, because then the person doesn't take action. You should be over it by now, who made you the timekeeper. Anything like you brought this on yourself, I love the movie The Secret, but it's not the time to be blaming the victim. I know how you feel. It's not helpful, because it's kind of like, stop telling me about it. I get it already. And you don't know how they feel. Even, you know, reading my diary, I felt different, different days. It was just God's will not helpful. The first time somebody told me that, I had a really big problem with God, and that hadn't occurred to me until they said it. And then I thought, well, I must be a horrible person that God would punish me in this way. That was a whole journey to figure that one out. You don't want to say things like you need to be alone, you need to keep busy, or or be grateful. (sighs) You know, all these things are are trying to fix. You know, we talked about a minute ago, listening without without fixing. It's not helpful to say things like, people told me... um, I was 31 when my husband died. You're young. Mm -hmm. You can get another husband. 
What does that have to do Uh-oh. with it? That man was Uh-oh. my husband. That man was my my best friend. Or it doesn't help to say things like, you're young, you can have another child. You're young, you can get another job. You're young, you can fill in the blank. It's not helpful because it diminishes and disrespects the experience the person's having right then. And you don't want to add to the problems. Like people told my four-year-old son at his father's funeral, you're the man of the house now. You need to look after your mother. So that's an example of, you know, bringing to mind additional problems that the person, you know, isn't isn't equipped to deal with or, you know, it's not appropriate. So don't tell a child you need to look after your mother, you need to look after your father. That's really not helpful. So those are some of the worst things to say. There's there's more. You want to add some more well, to that? Let's, let, let's, yeah, let's talk about one in particular that is a pet peeve with me, if we can. We, um, I think, first of all, I don't like to generalize, but I'm going to do it right now. Um, You've been on a gazillion television shows, and, you know, I've certainly been on, I've done over 5,000 radio shows. But here's what I want to say. You know, here's the thing that I don't know where we think that it's important to tell a person that they've cried enough. Okay? Talk to me about this. You know, I... I have a best friend right now and who lost her best friend, her mom. You know, took care of her mom for a lot of years. How dare we say to her, you know what, you shouldn't be crying five times a day. Where the heck do we get that from? Yeah. Well, I think tears are a shower for the soul. Tears are cathartic. Tears are healing. Tears are a beautiful thing. And then why are you having such a hard time now? You know, it's been two months. I mean, I'm sure you got that. <laughs> I did that one to myself. You know, I thought I didn't, I didn't know after my husband died. I didn't know then the things that I know now. So I, I gave myself a year to get over it, whatever that means. So the first anniversary of his death was one of the bleakest moments in my life because I wasn't over it. I didn't feel better. If anything, I felt worse. Life had gone from technicolor to gray. And it was like, oh, my God, how am I going to get over this? And I think many people do that. They set themselves up. They think I should be over it in two months or in one year or whatever time frame they give themselves. But it's not time that does the healing. A broken heart is like a broken arm or it takes action. Or maybe a better analogy is, you know, if you have a flat tire, it's not time that changes the tire. It's calling AAA, and then AAA comes, you know, and they change the tire. It's not the time that fixes the problem. It's the actions that you take, and that's why you know, I really recommend that you work with somebody, perhaps one of the coaches of right. the Grief Coach Academy, and get support to right. work through it more quickly. Thank you for saying that, because I want to talk about time for a minute, and I want to talk about one of the most respected people in this field, right? And you and I both know her work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is one of, I think, the most misunderstood <laughs> bodies of uh, body of work in the field of psychology, uh, and it still is, is is not understood. And and you know, you actually have a quote of hers in your book, and that is Kubler Ross. And let's talk yeah. about her for a minute, if you don't well, mind. Yeah, absolutely. I um, I really honor and acknowledge uh, Elizabeth Kubler Ross's contribution. Right. The world, but her work yep. around the stages of grief has been greatly misinterpreted because mm-hmm. her work was based upon people facing their own death. Death. Whereas most people who are grieving are actually dealing with the death of somebody else or the death of some hopes and dreams, and at the end of that process, they can be happy. 
they don't have to die. And so it's a, it's it's not correct to just just take Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's stages of grief and apply them to somebody who's dealing with the loss of a job or the loss of uh, their career or the loss even of someone they love, like their mother. It's a different process. And what we stand for at the Grief Coach Academy is helping people go from heartbreak to happiness more quickly. Uh, and the one more thing I want to say about that, I think the problem with the stages of grief or the problem with the way we think in North America is we tend to think you know, linearly. First you do this, then you do this, then you do this. It's not true. Like, if you read my book, From Heartbreak to Happiness, you'll see that um, I circled back around, you know, anger. I came back around anger, came back around denial, came back around depression. But it's not like I was going exactly in a circle. It's more like a slinky. Imagine you're holding a slinky in your hand and you drop (laughs) it on the floor. Well, you know, the first time I went around anger, it was on the floor. But the next time I came around anger, you know, it was a foot off the floor. And the next time it came back around, I was three feet off the floor. And so that, I think, is a more accurate uh, experience of what a grieving people grieving person actually goes through. They it, they go through the same emotion again, and if they don't know that, then they can think, oh, I'm not getting anywhere. But you are getting somewhere, hopefully, and especially if you get the support of a coach, because your your experience is is different, but you're 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 coming back again a similar emotion, but hopefully at a higher a higher level of experience or higher vibration, higher consciousness. Does that make sense, Dr. Pesh? It does make sense. And I want to ask another question along these lines because I, I think this is where we compound guilt. Right. You know, if guilt, if guilt were something that we could actually eat. Right. It starts, <laughs> I know this is weird. I'm going to be a little weird here. It, what it starts to look like is the first layer may be the, the cookie, the chocolate chip cookie. By the time we're done, we've now compounded that with some pudding, some cherries, some whipped cream. It, it becomes a whole conglomerate. And here's what I want to ask you about. When we're dealing with loss that affects, quote, a family, whether it's a family who's lost a parent or a child or a husband, there is a family dynamic that happens, especially around the estate and how now to be together. How does that contribute to, you know, either continuing devastation or healing? Mm. Well, my area of expertise is not around estate law, but what I can speak Mm -hmm. to is that people, especially in a family setting, get used to relying upon each other as their main emotional support system. Especially men who lose a wife, they they don't have usually a lot of other people that they confide in. They might have buddies they talk about sports. So then Mm -hmm. when you have grief added to people who are, you know, known each other their whole life, but they're not trained therapists or trained coaches, then trying to support each other through grief over, say, the the death of a a parent, that is very strained because it's triangulated. So in other words, here's an example. When my mother was dealing with grief and I was dealing with grief, but she was dealing with a divorce and I was dealing with my husband's death, if I shared my authentic feelings with her about my husband, it triggered her because she loves me. And she also had a relationship with my husband. If I, if she shared her authentic feelings with me about my father and her grief and her anger about the betrayal, it triggered me because, hey, he's my dad too, right? So it would, it's not a good thing when people attempt to support each other when there's a triangulation because the other person can't just be your support because whatever you're sharing triggers them. And you can feel that and so you withhold and blah, 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 it doesn't go well. And then if you add to that... 
an estate and fighting about money, it goes even worse. So, you know, don't lean on your friends and family for everything. Get, get, get support that's outside of the dynamic and the challenge. What do you want to add to that, Dr. Pat? What I want to add to that is you're absolutely right. And then this leads to something else that I would want to talk about, you know, that I think we're pretty typical doing. And I think you and I keep referring to North America because I think that's what we can relate to. You know, people in other countries, for example, my relatives in Italy and Brazil, they have a completely different way. Uh, of expressing themselves. You, you know, I'm not saying one is good, bad, or indifferent, but people have different ways of doing things. The thing that I want to talk with you about has to do with this next step now, and that is this idea, and you talk about it in the book, this idea of isolation, not being, not mo- being motivated, having a really difficult time getting up, taking a shower, and so forth and so on. Um, I experienced this at multiple times in my life. And, you know, honestly, the loss got to my health. I mean, I I experienced Uh so much loss that physically my body just couldn't take it. Why? Because I grew up, are you ready for this? Learning how to suck it up, okay? Uh Yeah, just suck it up. Come on. Suck it up, girl. Um. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this. And well, let's isolation talk about is, is a big deal. People who are yeah. grieving, you know, can have a big tendency to withdraw. I personally think it's partly because people tell them goofy things like you've cried enough and everything happens for a reason and you need to be strong. Uh, but those people don't know any better, and hopefully they're listening to this call and they'll, they'll know how to say more supportive things. Um, so isolation compounds the grief. Because the, the fastest way to heal is with support, a friend's family, a coach, therapist, whatever. It's very important not to isolate. Here's what's interesting about coaching. I think one of the reasons why coaching is such a, an exploding new trend is that, and not a fad, it's a trend, is according to a recent article published in Time magazine, living alone is the new norm. Now, they exaggerate a bit, but the truth is that in 1950 in North America, of people lived alone, only 9%. Mm -hmm. And today, Mm -hmm. it's almost triple that. So Mm -hmm. almost 30% of people live alone. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it was shocking the number of people who had no one, no one with which which to share important things. And so Mm -hmm. that's why coaching is a new trend, and it's here to stay in my belief, in my experience. And grief is also a big trend because more and more baby boomers are dealing with the loss of their career, the loss of their spouse, the loss of their parents, the loss of uh, financial security nowadays. So grief is exploding, especially as the baby boomers age. So you get those two trends together, people having living alone, not having anybody to talk to, and grieving. No wonder people want to have a coach to talk to because the other thing is grief is a normal and natural reaction to loss. We, we don't need a therapist. There's nothing wrong with you if you're grieving. It's normal and natural. If you weren't grieving, then you would need help, you know. That would be odd. But grief is normal and natural reaction to loss. And just in North America, we have so, so odd of belief systems, we've, we've made it much more challenging. Like you were saying, other countries deal with it differently. I mean, in the old That's days, right. they used to have a, a big picture window, and the front room was called the parlor. Well, 
right. it was called the parlor, the same as the funeral parlor, because the dead bodies were actually dressed by the family. That they were washed, they were cleansed. People mourned over the body, and then the window right. had to be big to get the casket out. And nowadays, it's all cleaned up. But that doesn't give us the normal opportunities to grieve that we that in other countries they have or take advantage of. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, and you know, we've got a great question that came in from one of our callers, and I would like to get it on air. Mary, thank you so much. Mary from Redmond, thank you so much for this question, because I would have never thought to ask this. Mary's asking, when giving sympathy cards to loved ones or friends on uh, those anniversary dates, how long should someone keep doing that? Uh, what a great question. You know what, I think that it's really great Everybody gives support the first couple of months. That's almost overwhelming, typically, for the grieving person. But then six Mm -hmm. months later, a year later, there's nothing. And so it's really wonderful if you think of giving that, you know, for for years. any, Any time is fine. There's no expiry date on being kind. But mm-hmm. what I would recommend with those kinds of sympathy cards, don't write something like, I can't imagine how terrible you must feel and how horrible your life must be and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Instead, write one specific thing that you remember about the person who passed and a, you know, a happy memory or a way they contributed to your life or that you miss them. Share your feelings, share your memories, share your experiences. That's going to go way better than projecting how the other person might be feeling. Who knows how they're feeling? But you can share how you feel, and that's such a sweet thing to do. You know, it's so interesting you say that because, you know, you could also, you know, say to someone, you know, you're just thinking about you. You're in my prayers today, sending you much love and light. Exactly. Um, yeah, and and I think that, that, Mary, that was a great question. Yeah, thank you so much for that. And, you know, that kind of leads to, you know, what I wanted to talk with you about next. And I think you touched upon it. Uh, boy, I, you and I could have done in a whole other hour on this. So I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I, I've got about, I gotta have about five minutes left. I'm going to try to get these. <laughs> we'll in. have to book but part two. Yeah, let's do, let's do part two. I'm going to talk about happiness. And... Um, I know it's kind of strange, um, but you mentioned the secret. And uh, I, there, in, in the new thought arena, there is this thing out there that says everything that happens in our lives, we attract, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I have a different point of view, and we can do another show on that. But I, I want to talk to you about happiness. Okay. You, you know, where does it fit in in the grieving process? You know, I'm sure someone said to you, Oh my gosh, you know, come on, you should, you've got company, girl, put on a smile, right? <laughs> I went to the movie Beaches after a, a death in my family. You remember that movie? The movie Beaches? Yes, with, I remember uh, what, that movie. Yeah. Oh my God, I had to walk out of the theater, okay? So let's yeah. talk about happiness for a minute and where it fits in. I had to walk out of Casper the Ghost. It's <laughs> <Which is laughs> a sad scene in there. Um, let's yeah. talk about grief. And then mm-hmm. I can answer that question, because grief is not just one emotion. Grief is not sadness. Grief is a cacophony of emotions and experiences. It's not one note. So even shortly after my husband's death, I had moments of ecstasy. I had moments of joy. I had moments of elation, because there's nothing like death rushing right by you so close that you can feel the icy wind. 
to then in the next moment when you're actually standing in the sunshine to go, hallelujah, through the grace of God, I am alive? Holy moly, wow, is this ever extraordinary? Because death or being brushed close by loss can call you into 100% in the present moment of living and not just your to-do list and that gray zone. So I had moments of joy, I had moments of happiness, you know, even quite quickly after his death. And then, you know, deep moments of sorrow and suicidal and all mixed up feelings. So happiness, I love this quote from A Course in Miracles. It says, God's will for you is perfect happiness. The first time I read that, I was like, what? And I believe that to be true now, that God's will for us is happiness, that you don't have to yes. do something to deserve happiness yes. and that's why i called the book from heartbreak to happiness i think yes. we can all go from heartbreak to happiness there's nothing special about me you can do it too and that's why i make you know the ebook version available for free online because i want people to know they're not alone and they can be happy too would you let folks know how they can get a copy of the ebook and i i love that we're talking about this because i think you and i believe in the same thing around this i think it's our innate ability to be happy. I think we're born with it. Um, I don't know where I get that from, but there it is. But please tell folks oh, how they can get a copy. Yeah, how can they get a copy of the ebook? I think it would be fabulous. If they go to griefcoachacademy.com and just click on the gifts button. So go to griefcoachacademy.com and click on the, the gifts button. They will get the ebook version of From Heartbreak to Happiness, which, as you said, has been endorsed by Dr. Wayne Dyer and many other people. And they will also get a series of videos and those videos oh, will give you some free coach training. And so you can experience being coached by me, if you like, by video. And you will also learn some tools to help yourself be happier, but also ways that you can help other people be happier. So. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. We are living in a time of great challenges and greater opportunity for transformation. The good news is that public awareness of the need for change is also growing exponentially. More than ever, your transformative message is needed to empower millions across the globe. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, host of The Dr. Pat Show, and I'm excited about announcing an unprecedented opportunity for growth as we expand our broadcast by launching Transformation Talk Radio and the Transformation Network. Join me and a team of amazing people and host your own show on Transformation Talk Radio. Get ready to expand your horizons, tap into the best listeners anywhere, and join one of the most positive and expansive networks today. Historically, there came a time when the boundary of water was transcended as man developed the boat and the barriers of water became freeways. Join Dr. Pat as she launches this exciting venture. To host a show, call 1-800-930-2819 or email host at transformationtalkradio.com. Transformation Talk Radio, a higher consciousness perspective. The hosts on Transformation Talk Radio offer a positive and new paradigm shift, a new vision for a collective future. They are empowering and helping all of us experience a powerful wave of personal shifts and cultural change as we break through to even greater levels of awareness. Take down our toll-free number, 1-800-930-2819. Call in, connect, make sure you tap into some of the world's most empowering psychics, healers, and more. 
Get an on-air reading with the best. Tune in. TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody. We'll see you there. And now I love, I feel like fear just cripples you and love frees you. Thank you so much for doing what you're doing and changing from fear to love and showing people that that's the only way. I love, I love, I love, I no longer fear. Thank you. You're tuned in to Transformation Talk Radio. Think the Dr. Pat shows the cat's meow? Just listen to what some of her transformative guests have had to say. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? Uh, believe in yourself always. Remember that uh, you are a gift. You are a miracle. And the only way you can return any part of that gift is what you do with it. Live into yourself. Be that miracle. I love it. Eldon Taylor, everyone. And, and thank you, Pat. I love joining you. You're a wonderful host. Thank you. And we're going to bring Eldon back because we, we just haven't even scratched the surface here. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Thank you for listening. And keep us tuned in right here on Transformation, Transformation Talk, Talk Radio. Radio. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time. Hello, everyone. This is Cosmic Connections with Madeline. This is Madeline Gerwig. This is Saskia Noel. You're listening to Your Soul Guidance with me on Transformation Talk Radio. Hey, you guys. This is Lisa Kay, and you're listening to Success and Empowerment Radio. Hello, and welcome to Alive and Shine with Adrian Savitri. Hello, welcome. Hi everyone, it's Dr. Peggy Parker and you're listening to Simple Solutions for Everyday Health. Hi everyone, I'm Christine Upchurch. And I'm Sabrina Fritz. And you are listening to Authenticity Rising. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by. Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Jeff Lineweaver and you are listening to Dialogue Radio on Transformation Talk Radio. Hello everybody, I'm CJ Liu and you're listening to Fire It Up with CJ. Transformation Talk Radio, a higher consciousness perspective. The hosts on Transformation Talk Radio offer a positive and new paradigm shift, a new vision for a collective future. They are empowering and helping all of us experience a powerful wave of personal shifts and cultural change as we break through to even greater levels of awareness. Take down our toll-free number, 1-800-930-2819, Call in, connect, make sure you tap into some of the world's most empowering psychics, healers, and more. Get an on-air reading with the best. Tune in, TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody, we'll see you there.